Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone. How are we doing today? Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you all, as always, for coming on to the show and listening and hanging out with me. Um, I think this is episode 33, so I've been chugging away at this thing, and it's cool to see this podcast slowly growing. So as always, thank you for people who share this out there, who maybe suggest it to a friend or whatever. It means a lot. It's cool to see this thing grow. And it's a little bit of a goal of mine to continue doing this and challenge myself to be active on the podcast world in both the, you know, I put it on YouTube as well, um, but obviously on the land of podcastness, wherever the heck that goes. Um, so I want to talk a little bit, but first, first, my cheap uh, advertisement, always an athlete training team, seven day free trial. If you want to check out the online Always an Athlete training team, the online team, which is called Always an Athlete. It's a training team I program seven days a week. It's not seven days a week. It's seven-day free trial. It's six days a week. It's the world's worst ad. Um, try it out. If you want to try out my training team, do it. I'm going to cut the ad off there. That's a bad ad. Not rehearsed. Boo. Boo. Bad ad. Um, yeah, you can give it a try. Seven-day free trial to Always an Athlete training team. So um, I want to talk a little bit about running today running weight loss and just things that we need to consider in a little more detail and stuff I've learned um, over my time. So first and foremost, I think running in any exercise, to be honest with you, can be used appropriately or inappropriately. It seems though that running has some connection with weight loss more so than other exercises. Um, Running is beneficial for lots of reasons. You can use it anaerobically. Like if you run the sprint and you do intervals, you can do um, longer duration stuff where it's more aerobic. You can use it as a means to train your cardiovascular system. You can use it as a means to build local endurance in your legs. Like a constant run at say 30 or 40 minutes is something that's going to train you cardiovascularly for 30 to 40 minutes in a cyclic pumping fashion. Uh, you can do other exercises as well, like biking and things like that. So running is not isolated cardiovascular uh, development, but it can be used for that. But I think for some reason, maybe it's like the Rocky effect or whatever it might be. When people think about weight loss, they typically run towards running. And so in my eyes, I think people associate running not necessarily always with the cardiovascular health, even though there's lots of benefits there. They use it as a means to simply burn energy to create a caloric deficit. And that's where the whole situation of running becomes a weird one. And it's one that I think is at times polarizing because it's not often contextualized in terms of training. And I want to break it all down the best I can for you here all today. So let's just pretend we have a situation and we want to lose weight because we're X number of pounds overweight. We haven't ran much in the past, but we're going to use running as an option. So in this case, you're using running not for cardiovascular health as the main goal, even though that is a, a big benefit of it. You're using it as a means to create an energy deficit. Now, you could create an energy deficit by simply, well, um, eating less. But some people want to exercise, and you should exercise. There's lots of health benefits to exercising. So they decide, I'm going to now uh, use running as a means to create an energy imbalance and have a caloric deficit. So wonderful. That's totally fine. But a lot of times I think people run to, full pun intended, is they run to a specific goal. And a lot of times we, I mean, I say this anecdotally, I'm sure you've experienced it too. The number of times I've had someone who wants to get back in shape and their goal is I'm going to run a marathon. That's like such a weirdly common thing. I'm going to run a marathon. 
And that is wonderful. You should have a goal and goals are awesome. But then they say, all right, I'm going to run a marathon and I'm going to do this in my weight loss journey. And I'm going to do this as a fun challenge to do, which is a great structure so far, even though there are some issues I'll point out, but you have a goal. I want to lose some weight. You have a performance goal. I want a marathon, which is complementary concept in theory, I guess, to losing weight as much a bunch of other benefits to it as well. Cardiovascular. But here is the kicker on this. Running is very demanding by nature. It is a demanding process. It's anything, any exercise is demanding, but running typically gets overdone simply due to the fact that you can run for 30 minutes straight. You cannot do curls for 30 minutes straight. Um, it's easy to over push yourself because in this moment in time, a lot of running is simply enduring some level of agony because there is some pain and discomfort typically associated with any sort of sustained amount of exercise. And so you might just generalize associated pain of having to overcome the agony of running as something normal, but you're easily running into overuse issues. If this is a, if I was someone who just, by the way, was not overweight, just going out and I haven't ran at all before and I'm going to go run, I'm placing a lot of load in my body. Assuming I haven't ran before, I'm going to go run 30 minutes. Now we're going to be in a caloric deficit. So a little bit uh, less than needed to maintain body weight. So we'll have a lower level of uh, energy supplies, we could say. And on top of that, I do weigh a certain amount of weight that is over my desired weight. And in that, you might be carrying a lot of demand or extra load that's placed on each step. So now you're doing something that's naturally demanding because like if you just go run 30 minutes, you haven't ran before, that's very tough. But now you're doing it with the additional mass that you're carrying, the extra body weight, in conjunction with that yet to have that capacity built. And it's so often you'll see someone do this and they'll just have setback after setback, shin splints, itises. They don't ramp up appropriately. Now it's totally fine to try and accomplish the goal of running a marathon. But remember, just going from zero to I'm going to run 30 minutes and 40 minutes a day on your feet while carrying extra weight that maybe in a past years or past life, I could say, you could go out and run because you had the strength relative to your body weight. But now you've added some extra body weight and you don't have the strength capacity to necessarily handle that body weight, let alone the impact capacity, like the impact the number of times you hit the ground, the ability to handle those rapid impacts. You don't have that capacity. So you go out and run and you get set back in all these itises. And that's very common. It is. I've anecdotally seen that. I don't know the research on it, but I imagine the research would probably support my, my observations. So then the question is, well, what do we do, Max? What do we do? And there's some interesting options here. You might, A, want to incorporate some level of running when you're in this position that you're overweight and you want to run a marathon. And maybe um, you pick a marathon that's not two weeks away or four weeks or six weeks. You pick one maybe six months away. So you give yourself a big runway. So giving yourself a reasonable goal. But along the way, maybe, maybe you consider this as a multifactorial approach. I know people don't like to hear that because we want everything now, but maybe we should consider just losing some weight first. And in that meantime, doing some lower impact cardio because you do want to raise up your cardiovascular capacity. That's an important factor of running. So maybe I'll do something. I go in my caloric deficit and I'm going to use exercise to help invoke some of that caloric deficit. And so now I'm going to hop on a bicycle. I'm going to do something 
that's rhythmic and easy. Instead of just doing a bicycle every day, I want to rotate between different cardio exercises, cardio equipment, such as an elliptical or um, some sort of maybe, uh, there's a lot of different cardio machines and you can see by my pauses here how familiar I am with them. An elliptical, a bike, a seated recumbent bike, all these whatever. And you might rotate between them because you don't just want to do the same piece of equipment every day. Um, and also because you don't want redundancy and load, maybe because you, well, if you just do the same thing all every day and you haven't done much before, it's easy to get sore and achy. So you're going to rotate through different cardiovascular, uh, equipment at the same time, you might introduce certain types of light jog to walk, jog a little bit longer, walk in between and starting to build up that capacity to run. But your main goal during this time is simply to begin to lose weight and then increase the capacity to run. And in that process, you actually might start lifting a little bit of weights because you're strengthening your legs um, and you wanna maintain the muscle mass that you've built up over the years past. And then you don't wanna lose it all because you're gonna lose some weight. And now you're in the process of losing some weight, you're building some strength, you're taking your time, and we're not going straight into running. So now we begin to lose some weight and I get closer to a desired weight that I am. And I have been running more and comfortably doing some exercises to help support the running goals. Now you might chop it apart and say, look, I'm going to do a couple of days a week. I'm going to run and a couple of days a week. I might do these other cardio pieces of equipment um, as I continue to move towards my goal of losing weight. And what you're doing here is instead of taking on two demands at once, that is, oh, I haven't ran in a while. And in conjunction with being more overweight, you're tackling one of those obstacles, that is your weight first. And then at the same time, you're building up your cardiovascular abilities. So when you start to run, it's not like you're starting from square zero or step zero. You've built some cardio and you've been training your legs with some light jogs and walks, building up that impact capacity, starting as low uh, a volume as you need to be and moving through a pace that is as slow as comfortable. And so Eventually, you'll build the capacity to be able to run your marathon, and you can shift more and more to the running demands. Um, but it brings up right the, the multifactorial approach about running, and that is the, the fact that when we think about any exercise we're doing, especially body weight exercises, we need to consider the mass that we have on our body. And that whole same concept I just explained can be used to introduce maybe jumping movements or light bounds or skips or something kind of plyometrics when we have other goals that are going on at once. Because remember, it is tough to just conquer the goal of weight loss. That's a difficult goal in of itself. But to conquer the goal of weight loss in conjunction with running a marathon where you have your weight loss is tied to ability to work out because that's how you're using your caloric deficit. And if I get hurt or set back during my workouts, because I'm just not able to handle the amount of volume and load, then lo and behold, my workouts aren't going to help me lose weight. See how they're tied together there. If I were to work out a whole bunch and get really tired and fatigued and achy and painful, and I use that as a means to evoke a caloric deficit and I can't work out anymore, if that's how I'm going to be losing my weight or part of the equation, then guess what? I am not going to be losing my weight because I'm not using that tool versus looking at what's actually going on. And I want to lose weight. I want to build cardiovascular capacity and I want to be able to have the sustainment of ground impacts over time to enough to a point where I can run a marathon. You begin to approach things from a rate limiting factor. 
And one of the ultimate goals is that caloric deficit. But at the same time, a rate, I mean, not goals, it's goals of the weight loss. So you might have a very important factor in that is the caloric deficit. But the rate limiting factor initially might be your load bearing capacity. You cannot do many uh, minutes or I shouldn't say hours, much time jogging because you haven't built that capacity. But just because I haven't built the capacity to jog, even say five to seven minutes, because it is demanding to jog around if you haven't jogged much before, and you only want to do that a couple of times a week. Well, that's only five to seven minutes of exercise. So how are you going to get the exercise in? And that's say, look, we have this third category that is the cardiovascular demand. And we know this is really beneficial for health. And so we're going to train appropriately on other equipment to elicit some of the adaptations in that cardiovascular demand. So you might be doing things like long, slow duration, sustained output at a certain period of time. You might mix in maybe some sprint intervals of higher intensity, short bursts for 10, 15 seconds, but different aspects of the cardiovascular ability. And in doing that, you're going to now have exercise to elicit a caloric deficit. You're going to be building up your ground contacts and impacts, and you're going to be in a caloric deficit. So you're going to be slowly moving closer to your weight goal. Along with that, I recommended the idea of maybe lifting some weights along the way because you do want to strengthen those muscles involved with the given activity that is running. So some things to consider, some things to think about. Um, I think so often the psychological association with certain exercises is rarely considered, but should be considered. And a lot of our biases towards a selection of exercises is based on our own psychological appraisal or connection with that exercise. Like the average person's like, I'm going to go work out and lose some weight. They go for a run. Now that's fine and dandy. That's the goal. And you want to, you know, run that's more power to you, but that's not the only way. That's not the only tool you have to lose weight. The only tool you have to get in shape. And so that's really important. You're not using the running always as the end all be all. It's about what does running do for us? Well, it does X, Y, and Z. It's in a caloric deficit, these cardiovascular benefits, um, some of the structural benefits, like in your bones, your tissues and tendons, all these wonderful things. But then also understand and respect the limiting aspects of running. And that is the ground impacts, the surfaces you're running on, feet strength, all this stuff. So um, I guess moral of the story is whenever we try to accomplish something, let's really try and understand what we are trying to accomplish. If you're trying to get stronger or you're trying to get in shape and you have multiple goals that you want to achieve, like the weight loss and run a marathon, that's wonderful to have. It's even better when the two kind of go hand in hand, a weight loss and a marathon, right? It's kind of this nicely tied together. I'm going to be working out and reaching a new level of performance at the same time. My weight loss is going to help me achieve that new level of performance. That's super dope right on, but getting caught up in only the idea of losing weight and running muddies the waters and doesn't allow us to actually achieve our goals. Because if you were to become a, uh, someone who wants to say, I want to be a, a great singer, you're not, and you have a certain type of genre you like, you like a certain type of singing, say opera, you're not only going to practice specific notes for the opera, you're going to practice all things that help you become an opera singer, which might be many different things beyond just singing the notes needed for opera. The same way you might want to run a marathon and lose weight. The only things you're going to do are not just run a marathon and lose weight. You're going to do things that help support those goals. 
And so the better structure we can have in that, the more beneficial it is. And so um, I'll leave it there for today because I know this is a really common topic. People ask about running and weight loss and the idea of a marathon is probably something you, if you're a trainer, haven't counted. My gosh, I don't know how many times I've had people say, I want to get in shape. I want to run a marathon. Okay, I get it. Getting in shape and running kind of go hand in hand because it conquers lots of things. But let's help people actually achieve those goals if that is the goal they want to achieve. And it's uh, the process and the time interval within the realm of reasonability. Like I picked it, you know, 12 months out. Wonderful. And it's always based in the context of you yourself and trying to uh, get to where you want to be. So these are just like really general concepts and ideas that I've used in situations similar to someone asking me, hey, I want to achieve the marathon goal. How can I do that? Along the way, I want to lose some weight. So I just want to share it with you all. I hope you guys enjoyed. I appreciate you as always. Take care. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for uh, keeping this thing rolling. I appreciate you all. Peace.